Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome.
I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We appreciate you to be here. I think maybe uh, Brother what just forgot Brother Philip is at work and Brother Mbanyana is traveling. Amen. Let's remember them in prayer. As we, Brother Mtambira, appreciates all messages of encouragement. And he said, uh, sometimes it's when it is difficult when we realize we are a family. Amen. Amen. So I appreciate your, how you rallied around your, our brother. Uh, even just a, a prayer can lift up a person. Amen. We appreciate the Lord. As we, God bless you, musicians. As we turn to Second Timothy, chapter one. Last time I preached, last time I preached, it was the fifth of December. Amen. So, if I'm trying to find my way, bear with me. I've not been in front of the live audience for a long time. I had the three conventions during the December uh, that I declined. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, if we can check the feedback on my monitor. Has it found, been found? Maybe, brother, use your own, use your own uh, software. My presentation is not normally good on scriptures. A very small font sometimes. Second Timothy, the first chapter, the fifth verse, and the sixth verse. It was Paul writing to the young Timothy. Amen. Are you here? Amen. Amen. The trustees will speak to you about the building project, uh, project in due course. Amen. Second Timothy, the first chapter, the fifth verse. When I call to remembrance the infinity faith, That is in the which she dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Isn't something that we would wish that somebody would say to our children that this faith was once in your grandmother, then later it was in your mother, and now I am persuaded that it is in thee. Generational faith. Amen. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou art 
that thou stir up with the gift of God. Which is in thee by the putting on of thy of my hands. Numbers one verse eighteen. And they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month. And they did let their pedigrees after their families. By the house of their fathers according to the number of the names from 20 years old and upward by their pulse as we bow our heads gracious heavenly father we are reporting for duty this morning may your grace undertake for us I may have a lot to say this morning but may they, whatever is going to be said, let it be filtered by the pillar of fire. I believe believers have prayed for this gathering. That is why they are here this morning. Even those that are joining us virtually, they are praying for this gathering. I prayed for this gathering. That the Holy Spirit may come and take the preeminence that once again God should be visible among the people and the Holy Spirit can have an effect among the people and Satan can be defeated as well by this great army that was foreordained to fight this battle, not to fight it only but to win this battle. We've read the Holy Scriptures This is not a newspaper. These are inspired scriptures. And Lord, behind these written words, there is an inspiration. And this morning, my desire is that everyone, from a man to a woman, from a young man to a young woman, and the preacher as well, should be connected to the inspiration behind the scripture. We are making our hearts available this morning that may you speak and turn our hearts, that when we leave this place, we should speak like those that were on their way to a mouth. Did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke to us? Because you are the God of the hearts. That's why this morning I say, we make our hearts available and let the Holy Spirit move. And if there are people in the building that are sick, may they be the power of deliverance. If there are people that are, feel that they have reached a cul-de-sac in their life, may they be God's provided way. Yes. If there are people that think that they have diseases that are incurable, this morning you are the great physician. If there are people that are experiencing a period of scarcity, you are Jehovah Jireh. May you provide and provide abundantly. 
dear God, whatever need that is there in the building, may you meet them at the point of their needs. That dear God, may they come later on and say, God still hears our prayers. Because you are not a historical God, you are the God of today. The scripture says you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And as a minister of the gospel this morning, I affirm you are the same. Yesterday, today and forever. What you did yesterday, you can do it today. And you can do it tomorrow and I expect you to move us from glory to glory. From power to power, from grace to grace. That's our desire this morning as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. While you enjoy the comfort of your seat. Amen. So this morning, I just want to speak on a pedigree. I want to speak on a pedigree this morning. <clears throat> when we search what the dictionary would say about a pedigree, the dictionary will say, <clears throat> excuse me, it is the record of Decident of an animal, showing it to be a pure breed. It's a record of a decedent of an animal, showing it to be a pure breed. Are you with me in the building? Amen. Amen. Normally, horse breeders, dog breeders, would know what we are speaking about this morning when we speak about a pedigree. Now, maybe so that we understand, even when it comes to, because it looks at what I would call the family, the family tree. And I think when Paul spoke to Timothy, and said, I'm calling you to remembrance to the unfinity faith that was in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in thee also. I think Paul was trying to remind Timothy that you are a pedigree. Hallelujah. Your faith does not start with you. It is something that runs through the lineage that can be traced uh, through your family tree. If diseases can take advantage of a family tree, and if spirits can take advantage of the family tree, I think faith can as well take advantage of the family tree. How many believe that? Levi was a believer because Levi was once in the loins of Abraham. And because the grandfather did an act that pleased God, God apportioned the favor 
to the grandson. There are decisions that you make today that people that will come after you, your children or your descendants, will benefit from that. Are you with me? Now, when you bring a diagram, maybe just to show you how they interpret maybe a pedigree or... Now, this is the scientific way of maybe trying to trace a trait in the family. They use this to maybe to trace sicknesses or to trace maybe a genetic deficiency in the family. You find that the square box normally uh, denotes a, a male gender. And the cycle normally denotes a female gender. And then this line, we call it the mating line. The horizontal line is the mating line. And the vertical line, it is called uh, a decedent line. Are you with me? So what you see here, maybe they will try to find maybe a trait. Firstly, maybe this trait is found in the mother. And then the mother and the father are married. Then they have a ch- children. And based on this, they have two girls. Do you see? Based on the cycle. If the gender is unknown, normally it will be a diamond shape. And if it is crushed, it means the person is deceased. Now, what is happening is the mother and the father got together and they had two girls. Now, one girl was not affected by the trait that was in the mother. It is one girl that was, but the other girl was affected. Do you see that? Then this girl that is not affected gets married to a man from outside the family. Then they have two girls. Both of them are not affected by that trait. And then this, actually they've got three, you should have told me, they've got three kids. is the girl, the boy, and the girl. Now the, two, the son and the other girl are affected. So the son gets married to a male character, and then they have two children. They have got a son, a, a, a girl, and as well as a son, a daughter and a, a son, and they are both affected by the genetic trait that was in the mother. It, it went past the second generation. Now it is in the third generation. Do you see what we are talking about here? And then on this other side, the girl got married to a gentleman. They had two sons. One son is not affected. The other son is affected. This is how even you find that sugar diabetes would travel in the family. Heart diseases, demons taking part or advantage of the family tree. But this morning, isn't your desire that 
both of you, maybe the genetic traits that you have is faith. Then you have children, both blog, all of the blogs are shaded black to say all of them are affected. And then you've got the next generation, all of them are affected. Uh, isn't it a, a desire of every parent in the building? Now, that is why Brother Brenham says the new birth is very critical because if this, uh, suppose this is the faith, you may find that a family spirit moves through the family. You, you know, drinking could be a family disease. Are, are you with me? A divorce can be a family disease. Uh, uh, diabetes can be a family disease. Uh, even laziness can be a family disease. The grandfather was lazy. The father is lazy. The, son, the grandson is lazy. It's just the laziness that runs through the family. Are you, are you with me this morning? And even uh, work ethic can run through a family. Grandfather used to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. The son wakes up 4 o'clock in the morning. The grandson wakes up 4 o'clock in the morning. It runs through the family. Are you here this morning? Now, how to fix the family spirit? A lot of times we think water baptism can fix a family spirit. It doesn't fix it. It even makes it worse. Are you with me, brethren? Are you here this morning? I say a family, a water baptism does not fix a family spirit. You can get into the pool and come out with a family spirit. But what brings a change is conversion. Conversion cuts demonic forces that run in your family tree. Uh, are you with me this morning? Amen. Now, this picture is very critical, folks. The, the, the one that I'm showing you. It, it is critical that when your son or when your daughter gets married, you must assess the family that they're getting married into. When your son is getting married, you must assess the family that they are getting married into. Amen. I'll repeat. When your son gets married or your daughter gets married, you have to assess the family that this son or this daughter is getting married into. Because uh, somewhat those, that background is going to have an effect on your son or your daughter. Yes, Are you going to allow me to preach this morning? Yes, I have not been preaching for a long time, but I'm going to preach this morning. Yes. Uh, you, you know, maybe I, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, I made an observation. I... 
Uh, these days, when a person comes and wants to marry into your family, either they become a blessing or they become a curse. I'll repeat. Once a person comes to marry into your family, either they become a blessing or they become... Don't be afraid to say a curse. Hallelujah. Now, I... There's a a matter that I was attending to of the family back home with my sister. Amen. Uh, Where... We have the view that we've got a son-in-law, but now we realize we've got a boxer. Hallelujah. A boxer that has got the spoken weight. Are you with me? Abuse must never be covered. It must be exposed. Uh, I'll repeat. Abuse must never... It must be exposed. And a lot of times when abuse thrives in an environment where we need to protect the image, people must not know what's going on. Abusers love such environment because they are going to be protected. That this is a family matter. And as long as it becomes a family matter, it becomes heightened. There is no recourse, there is no remorse. Are you with me, brethren? Are you with me? Uh, Marriage is between two people, but once there is a boxer, it's never between two people. It involves everyone. It becomes a societal matter. Can I have an amen this morning? I'm speaking about me. I've got no image to protect here. Are you with me? We are fighting demons in the end time. There's an observation that I've made. And you can look into it and reflect on your way back home. We have, we have daughters that have been married, that, have been, that were born in the message. That were dedicated at the altar. They, are now, they have now come of age. And there are young men that we baptized along the way. There are young men that we baptized along the way. That joined us along the way. Who marry our daughters? And our daughters come from the tradition that does not believe in divorce. Hallelujah. Mommy and dad never divorced. Pastor never divorced. Deacons never divorced. I was raised in this environment. A man is the head of the house. And now I get married to somebody that joined along, along the way. This person does not have the respect for the heritage of the family. Ah, can I get an Amen. This, actually, this person, I will say, is not a pedigree. Hallelujah. It's not a thorough breed. It's a mixed breed. Hallelujah. 
there was that breed dogs that will say it's a mongrel. Uh, are you with me? You know, he doesn't know where he's coming from. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't care whatsoever. Are you with me? Now, they get married to our daughters. After they get married to our daughters, then they realize that divorce is like a shame. Hallelujah. Are you with me? They realize divorce is like a shame. Then they mistreat our daughters. And even tell them that you can, if you go, where will you go? Who will take you? This is not a brother. Hallelujah. This is a mongrel. Are you with me? This is not a thorough breed. This is not a pedigree. He's got no respect for God. He's got no respect for faith. But he's got your daughter. And he mistreats your daughter. Now, you are afraid that everything must go right. What will the believers say? And this new breed doesn't want to work. Mother-in-laws are buying groceries for them. I'm preaching here, folks. I'm preaching this morning. Are you here? Do you see this new breed? I said, do you see this new breed? They even depend on your daughters to provide for them. They sleep all the day. No sense of direction. No commitment on anything but abusive. And they want to turn your family against them. Your daughter's family. Against them. I will, I, I'm talking about my personal experience. It's not yours. Yeah. This is my personal. Don't listen to your brother. Don't listen to your mother. Nonsense. Yes, Did she fall off the tree? Huh? Yes, you find her as a woman. You married her as a woman. Who raised her? Yes, Parents raised her. Yes, Parents molded her. Yes, and you are a journey come late. And when you come, you don't even know how much the dress is. You can never be a man over a woman whose dress you don't know how much it costs. I'm preaching here, folks. Are you with me? I'm going to shake tables this morning. Are you with me? I'm thinking about my personal experience. Amen. If somebody beats up your daughter, let your daughter come back home. Well, I've got a scripture for it. I don't say she must divorce. The Bible does not allow divorce, but it allows separation. That this, and while you are hot-headed, until your head cools off, let the daughter come back home. And when he comes back and says, I repent, take him to Dr. Mutlabi for 
for tests. HIV, STDIs, mental health, all these things. And once you have done it, you don't do it. You wait after three months because there is a window period. So we've got this for now. We'll come after three months. But until we've got a clear green light, nothing happens. You, you know why we don't have great young men? It's because we have lowered the bar. We're going to preach this morning. In the message, question and answers, paragraph 23. Immediately after, immediately after the paragraph, or after the diagram. All right. You'll read with me. You are not converted until you receive the Holy Ghost. This is conversion. Not when you have gone to a message church. Not when you are known by a message pastor. Not when you are baptized by a message church. But when you are converted, when you receive the Holy Ghost. So, can we say without the Holy Ghost, you are not converted? And when you are not converted, uh, you know, a, a, a tamed, a tamed animal... A lion that they took from the bush and they tamed it and they used it for the circus. You know, the nature of that lion is still in it. Hallelujah. Not long, I saw somebody was, white people normally have got these extreme things that they do. They, they had a, a python that they, because we black people, if you've got a python, you are a witch. <laughs> but uh, white people can have a python, so they had a python that they were, they were just living with. And one day, the python swallowed the baby. After it was with them for over 10 years. It, it was a, the nature, although it was domesticated, yeah. but the nature of the python remained in the python. Yes, and when the circumstances arose, it became a python yes, and did what the python does. Are you with me? So don't be a tamed believer. Be a real believer. Yes, Are you with me? Yes, now, in the message... What was the Holy Ghost given for? Paragraph 150. 
says, and remember, uh, it is uh, this you read with me. And remember then, it is absolutely. Now, to you people, it's absolutely essential and necessary and compelling and compulsory that you receive the Holy Ghost now. Why do you sense the emphasis in Brother Branham's statement? Because he realized without you receiving the Holy Ghost, it will lead you to more problems. It will lead you to more challenges. And, 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 and a young person, another young person asked me a question, will I know if I've got to the Holy Ghost? Yes, you will know. I want to repeat, you will know when you've got the Holy Ghost and when you don't have the Holy Ghost. Brother Brum say, how can a mother be pregnant and not know it? There are symptoms of pregnancy because the pregnancy changes you, changes your diet. The baptism of the Holy Ghost changes your diet. It makes you look at things differently. It makes you engage with life differently. It makes your life to be different. It makes your dressing to be different. It makes every avenue of your life to be different. You will know when you've got to the Holy Ghost. It is not a guesswork. You will know exactly the moment when it happened. That from that time, I was never the same. And the problem that we've got today is because the baptism of the Holy Ghost is underemphasized instead of being overemphasized in message churches. I'd say the tragedy today we are being preached to by preachers who don't have the Holy Ghost. I say the tragedy today we are being preached to by preachers who don't have the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Now, I think it was after Paul and Silas when the prison doors were opened. And when they opened and the jailer realized that there was no one in prison, he was about to commit suicide because he was afraid of authorities. And Paul said, don't do that. And he said, brethren, what must I do? And the answered in Acts 16, verse 31. It says, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Brethren, many times we are satisfied to be saved. But the promise says, not only you, but your household. Uh, your children have got to come through. I say your children have got to come through. You've got to fight that they come through. Uh, are you still with me? You, as a parent, you've got to fight that they come through. The greatest treasure that you can ever leave behind for your children is not money. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, are you with me? 
to know that one day I will be reunited with them on the other side. How many deem it a great privilege to have the eternal life? Eternal life is greater than everything. It's greater than the car that you can give them. It's greater than the money that you can give them. It's greater than the education that you can give them. Eternal life, it means more to them than anything else. Are you still with me? I'm speaking about a thorough breed. There is a dog. <laughs> this dog, we call it the CV. The parents would know CV. I don't know in another language. Maybe bring the dog, brother. Others, they call it Africanese. This dog, it loves weddings. How many know this dog? When there is a wedding, it dances, it moves around, it plays with kids. Uh, you know it, ne? It never dies, it just disappears. It doesn't need dog more. No, whatever the family eats, it is the same. And if whatever the family has eaten and there are no leftovers, it's still a happy dog. Uh, it doesn't go to the doctor. You do know it. At a, a brother at one wedding, he came to our table and said, I'm looking for bones. I said, is it for your dog? He said, yes. I knew very well that it cannot be pit bull. It has to be CV. <laughs> CV does not have a diet, folks. And nobody even know who's CV. Uh, are you with me? We call it, we call it they call, even at SPCA, they struggled. Some they just say, it's just an African dog. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Amen. You can't buy it. It just becomes a gift. Sometimes you don't, when you wake up, you just sit at your door. Yes. From being a stray dog, you adopt it. Yes. And later as it arrived, it leaves. Are you with me, folks? The natural types, the spiritual. It's not a thoroughbred. You know, when you've got a pit bull, a pit bull, those that are, I think Brother Dipari has got a dog, Brother Chetty would know about dogs, Brother Tloti. I think Brother Dipari, the other time he came here and asked for a prayer request for his dog. Now, people that know CV, they will not understand why would you have a prayer request for a dog? Uh, hallelujah. But those like Brother Wart that knows a breed, they know that if it is sick, it has to see a doctor. And if it is really sick, we've got to take this because it's a special breed. Having it is a privilege. Owning it, it's a privilege. It's not just a dog, it's a member of the family. It must have a place where it sleeps, but not CV. CV, even when you go on a holiday, you don't even care. You say, CV will make a play. 
Whether you find it or you don't find it when you come back, you don't have a problem. Spiritually, I don't want to be a CV. I want to be a special breed. I want to have a special diet. Even this church must have a special breed. Don't be a CV in this church. Be a kind of a person that we know. If you're not there, the church will not move forward. Your prayers, your presence. Hallelujah. The value that you add to the church of the living God. Until when you are sick, we go back to God. Like the disciples say, he can, she cannot die. She is a special breed in our midst. Brother, imagine if you miss church, no one cares. We don't even give apology. Because you don't give apology. When CV leaves, nobody knows. But when a pit bull leaves, oh brother, even neighbors follow, phone you. We see you a dog in the street. Make a plan. You know there are dogs when they, they get lost, there is even a reward in the newspaper. Such dogs is not CV, they've got a name. And they've got a reward that we want that dog because it's a special breed. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are people when they are lost, God cannot rest. They are a special breed. He searches all over. He searches every area until they are found because they are a special breed. Oh, this morning I'm not just an ordinary believer. I'm a special breed. And you can say, I'm a special breed. I am special in the economy of God. Are you with me? CV is called a mongrel. First John, verse 12. And sister, when you are a breed, don't get married to CV. It will be a difficult life. In John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, and maybe read it with me, but as many, maybe let's bring it on your, if it is a scripture, let's bring it on your, your software because it has a better font. Amen. I see we can even eat conflicts. Anything goes. But you know, when you, they call it a, you call it Brother Mitlavi, Anna, I'll, I'll live an 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 flexic attack. Is it how you pronounce it? Yeah, an flexic attack. An flexic attack is when you eat something that is allergic. Then your body goes into shock. You see, the bride of Jesus Christ, 
when she is fed any other thing except the weight, she goes into an afflict, an, 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 yeah, I, I knew the weight when I came here, but it's battling to come. You, you get what I mean? Because of allergy that you develop. Have you ever had a reaction? You had something that you thought was the message and you get shocked. Uh, uh, if they just say Jesus and you just say, ah, no problem, then there is a problem. You know, jazz musicians, they don't listen to any other type of music. Have you ever seen somebody that is a, a jazz a fanatic? You can see with their dress. You can see even with their cars. You can see even what they eat. And they are just just love. You see, I mean, a just person, when you look at their shoe, the shoe stands out. Amen. The attire stands out. They, because what's happening, that music inspires them to have a precision. Yeah. In anything that they do, they, they aspire for perfection. Are, are you with me? And, and even if you can come and say, hey, I've got this new release, it's a jazz music. They listen to it. They listen to every instrument and they can tell you that, no, this is not it. Because they've got a discerning taste. Amen. Now, if a jazz fanatic can be like that, how much more about the bride of Jesus Christ? Then we must even be more discerning. Yes, that brother, the lyrics, are fi it's fine. But the beat... Oh, the beat is fine, but the lyrics, they, 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 they've got to strike a certain chord. Am I talking to message believers this morning? People that are, are discerning. Amen. Uh, it's like when, every time when I'm around with Benga and I speak Zulu, Zulu people immediately switch off to English. I think they, they feel very, very aggrieved that rather than to have our broken language to be butchered, let's leave it unbutchered and let's engage in English because they have a respect for their language. I hope message believers can be like that and say, brother, rather than chopping our message, leave it alone. We want it to be intact. John 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Why? They are a thorough breed. These are the pedigree, born by God, not by the will of the flesh, not by the will of a man, but of God. They are a thorough breed. Are you with me? Now, spiritual amnesia 
Here is a quotation of the prophet messenger. He says in paragraph 133, he says, I like a pedigreed Christian. You see, there is just a Christian and a pedigreed Christian. I like a pedigreed Christian that can go all the way back to the word of God, to the day of Pentecost, and identify themselves there with the saints where the power of the Holy Ghost came upon them. That's a pedigreed Christian. He knows where he comes from. He is not identified with Methodist, Baptist, or nothing else. He is identified in God's weight. He knows exactly where he is standing at. The royal blood of his father flows through him. The blood of Jesus Christ. He knows what it does. He believes every weight. He believes. This is a pedigree. Believes every weight. God works it through him and confirms it with the signs that he promised it to follow. He hasn't got no spiritual amnesia. He is a genuine breed. I like that. And even myself, I like that. A person who can trace the experience, not to a church building, but all the way to the upper room. Somebody that can identify with the church right there. And the question this morning, if we were to put you in the early church, will you be out of place or will you gel in? If you are a pedigree, you will gel in. That is why we are not saying this message is old-fashioned. Why? is because we are a pedigree. The same message that was preached by Paul is what we believe in the end time. And a pedigree will say amen to every weight. A pedigree will embrace the message in its entirety. There's not a statement when Brother Brenham speaks it, I say, it belongs into the 60s. I say, it is the word of God. That is relevant even in 2021. And as they believe it then, I believe it today. Why? Because I'm a pedigree. A thoroughbred. That's my diet. That's who I am. And that's who you are. Oh God, give us pedigree, Christian. Oh God, give us pedigree, mothers. A pedigree mother who prays. A pedigree mother who makes intercessions. A pedigree mother whose daughters rely on her prayers. They know when things have gone haywire. I call mommy and mommy will get down on her knees because God has got a respect for mommy's testimony. Oh God, give us pedigree mothers. Give us pedigree fathers. Men that his sons look at them and know that my father is a man of integrity. Hallelujah. He's a man who God honors their prayer. Brother Brenham was such a pedigree father. When Billy Paul got into trouble, the angel came to Brother Brenham and said, rush to where Billy Paul is. Because he's looking for you. And Billy Paul said, I knew when my father was around me, all is going to be well. Why? He saw the prayers of his father. He knew the results of the prayers of his father. Oh, God, give us such men. Prayerful men, upright men, 
men of dignity. Can I have an amen here? Now, in the message, the Queen of the South, paragraph 25, the prophet says, Thus there it is with a Christian. I like a petty, he continues, I like a pedigreed Christian, a Holy Ghost, a born Christian, not out of some creed, but he knows what bloodstream he's from. He's genuine, pedigreed, Pentecostal throughout, born of the Holy Ghost. All the way back to Pentecost, his experience, I like that. A pedigreed Christian, he knows where he comes from. He knows who his papa is, who his mama is, who his savior is, who his God is. A real pedigreed Christian, I like that. Don't you just like somebody that knows, that's my father. It's not just a God that they preach about in the belly. That's my father. I have a relationship with him. I've been washed by his blood. I've been born of him. I've got his genes in me. Oh, brother, there are times where I don't like the way I am, but I can't help it because the genes of my father in me are powerful. I can't help but talk like my father, live like my father, walk like my father, dress like my father, because it's a genetic matter. God give us such Christians. Who knows who their father is? And they can never never be sucked in by Laodicea. They reject Laodicea. They reject the influence of the world. Why? They're not because of their church members. No, say, they've got the genes of the father. Oh, brother, are you here? The brothers that are here are that are here in diaspora. Brother Grace, you are from Congo, but there is still, I'm told, they still, they still order their own fish all the way from Congo. It gets Korea to, to South Africa because they're looking for that. Yeah, until they, we have fish in South Africa, we have gallo, but it doesn't resonate with their taste because they were brought with a certain taste. They were brought with certain spices. Brother Teti, there are certain Indian spices. Even if I give you the petty one, you will say, not it, because you have been raised on Indian spices. It's part of your genes. And if it can happen naturally, it will happen spiritually. There are certain foods that I will never eat. Why? Because they're not part of my genetic makeup. What is part of my genetic makeup? In the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God. Hallelujah. In the beginning was God. And God was with his weight. And God was his own weight. And the weight was made flesh. That's my genetic makeup. That's what I've got an appetite for. Are you with me, folks? That's why certain things we can never feed on. Great as they are, we can never feed on them. As you are feeding, you bump into a bone and say, no wonder I should not be eating this. I hope we are together. 
the prophet says in the message of God be with us, then where is all the miracles? Paragraph 204. In one message, Brother Wim says, You are the miracle. I say, You are the miracle. And he says, 204, he says, and a good, thoroughbred Christian knows where the storehouse of God is. He knows where? Where is the storehouse of God this today? You've got tapes and books. They come from the storehouse of God. You've got the Bible. It comes from the storehouse of God. They know that they are born of the weight. The weight is made flesh in them. The weight is made where? In you, brother. Every weight that God says, they don't different with it. They say it's right. Amen. And amen. They punctuate it with an amen every time. Amen. Amen. Something in them punctuates it himself. It's not them saying amen. It's actually God in them saying amen. Because God will only recognize his own weight. And any other thing that is not the way, they will not punctuate amen to it. Because amen means so be it. I hope we are together here. But you've got to be a thoroughbred. You've got to be a pedigree. In the message, communion. Paragraph 101. He says, and that's what's the matter today. We got better dressed Christians. Bigger churches. And a lot of education, a lot of theology. But they have to be babied all the time. Bigger building. Better dressed. Better education. But you've got to baby them. Oh, brother, come to church. No, I don't have money to come. Oh, here is money. Oh, brother, you didn't show up. Oh, I took the money for something else. Missing church is not a big deal. Why? They've got to be babied. Do you see it in the new generation? I don't know whether you see it, parents, or you hear from other parents in the world. These days when you correct a child, he says, I'll leave this house. Isn't so? I will disown you. Amen. One of my sons, earlier on, while he was still young, <laughs> every time their mother would correct them, one of them said, I will move out and go and stay with Brother Clement. <laughs> I said to the mother, maybe we need to, we need to speak to Brother Be- uh, Clement to, to take him for a month. 
because to him it's his brother Clement is singing his good his place no one tells him if I can go and stay there You don't see it in, in, in families today. You correct a child, yeah. uh, then it tells you, I'm going to go. Yeah. And there will always be some twisted aunt or twisted uncle that they run to. You see, I'm going to go and stay with uncle because uncle doesn't care what time they come home. No. Uncle doesn't have family prayer. Uncle doesn't go to church. Uncle doesn't care how they are dressed. Folks, unbelieving relatives are more dangerous than anything else. They can dilute the faith of your children and pull them away, gradually away from faith. And they project you that, ah, you know, your mother is unreasonable. This is not a big deal, but you know it's a big deal. Amen. But they have to be babies all the time. You have to look through, listen, you have to look through the atlas or you are not seeing at all. If you don't see it my way, then you don't see it. That's the new generation. Ah. I don't see it like that. I don't prefer it like that. I won't do it like that. I've got my own way of seeing it. And they drift off. Brother says, what we need is some thoroughbred Christians born under the blood of Jesus Christ that leave not off of church theology, but off of the word of God, the communion with Christ, the word coming into the believer. His spiritual body is built up, not a hot house baby. Brother Brennan, when you carry on with this quotation, it speaks about a minister who had sinusitis. And it says, this minister went to a doctor, and the doctor said, we've got to take you on the operating table. We've got to remove your sinus. And then later he went to another doctor. The doctor said, we don't remove anything. I'm going to help your body to fight it. Are you with me? That's exactly what needs to happen. We've got to help you build a spiritual body to fight it. When you are away from church, you are able to fight. Your entire immune, spiritual immune system will fight every infection. But for that to happen, you've got to feed on the original weight. And for you to feed on the original weight, you've got to be a pedigree. And when you are a pedigree, you can withstand all circumstances. Are you with me? Brother Brenham says in this message, Oh Lord, just once more before I move into something else. Paragraph 130. It says, but a genuine born again pedigreed Christian from the book of Acts knows exactly where he stands. He is born of the spirit and here, and here is his pedigree. He comes from the branch of God. It will produce 
the same thing each time. Now, when you begin to speak about pedigrees, there is what we call endangered species. Endangered species is an animal that is about to go extinct. In some cases, I'm told the tigers, if we carry on, they may go extinct. There, are some, there is a, an animal, I forgot the name, it looks like the leopard, it looks like a tiger, it has gone extinct. The other time they spotted it in Australia. And it made such a big news because they wanted to capture it. They were looking for it that maybe they may find the partner and breed it so that they bring it back into existence. Because it was going extinct or they had thought it had gone extinct. Now, spiritually speaking, we've got people that are going extinct. There is a certain breed Unless we become deliberate, intentional, they're going to go extinct. Folks, let me tell you, when it comes to the breed, thorough breed, it's not quantity that matters, it's quality. Now, you, you begin to see as days go by, as years go by, you that are old timers in the faith, you begin to see that old believers that old bona fide believers, the pedigrees, gradually as the days and years go by, they are becoming extinct. They are becoming fewer and fewer. Ministers that stood behind the pulpit and preached it like it is, they are going extinct. In the book Hezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. Brother, brother, the scripture says, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But here is a greatest tragedy. I found none. Do you hear the scripture? I sought this God. I sought for a man among them. That should make up the hedge, make an intercession. For you to do that, there's got to be a just man. It has to be a devoted man. And the Lord said, had I found such a man, I would have not destroyed the land. But when I searched, I found none. I say, Lord, be merciful. That when God searches among us as an assembly and is looking for a just and devoted man, may he never pronounce this way, I found none. He must say, there is still two, or there is still three, or there is still five. They are standing on course. And by them, the land will not be destroyed. That I say, we've got an endangered species, prayerful man. Devoted men, men of prayer, men that can wake up three o'clock in the morning and not pray for a new car, but pray for the needs of the saints. 
and say, Lord, I pray for the assembly. I pray for the brothers. I pray for the sisters. Oh, God, I've got a burden for young ones on my heart. Oh, God, the devil must never snatch them away from us. I pray here as a righteous man. God, give us such men. I say they have become endangered species. I say they have become endangered species. When we meet today, we speak about the latest technology, the latest car, the latest clothes, the latest this and that. But when was the last time we say, brothers, let's get together. There is a prayer that must be done. Uh, Are you with me here? The yesteryear believers with less temptations, they had all night prayers. And the believers today with God temptation, they don't even pray. They just cruise over life. And they wonder why everything is falling apart spiritually. It's because we are the men that can be dedicated to prayer. We are the men that can call God on the scene and say, God, we need you now to respond to our needs in real time. Oh, those men will make God to come back into church. They will make God to move. The problem today, there's been intellectualization. But God, Brother Bram didn't bring intellectualization. His theme was Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. Therefore the demons cannot coexist with us if we are the pedigree. The believers that are connected to Mark 16. Hallelujah. Well, you know, she's sick, but we're going to the house of the Lord. There are righteous men that are going to lay hands upon my daughter. And when we come back, she will be well. Oh, God, elevate the church back to its original purpose. Not when we come, is you wearing, oh, that's an old shoe. Nonsense. That's not why we are here. We are here because we're in the battle. I had a young man that came to me and said, Pastor, sorry the way I'm dressed. And I knew he was going through a rough time. I said, son, I don't care how you are dressed. I'm glad that you made it to church. Get into church. Let's worship God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how you look, but as long as you are on course. Can I have an amen, church? Endangered species. The sisters of yesterday are becoming endangered. You know what's the problem? We can't even trust our, each other with our vulnerabilities. Even if I tell you about this family matter, you cringe. Why is he saying behind the pulpit, I'm part of the family. This is my family. I can say it to them. Because when they pray, God hears them. I will not tell unbelievers. I must tell this family. And say, here is a matter. Let's pray about it. I've got no image to maintain. I absolutely care less about the image. Are you with me? Some of you have got prayer requests, but you can't bring them because you are ashamed. Because I'm competing with this one. If I bring it, you will see that I'm having a difficult time. Or maybe genuinely you have had somebody laughing about your situation. 
Then you say, eh, is that how they talk? Eh, let me reserve it. But I say, let's refuse that spirit. I say, let's reject that spirit. And let's build a bigger sound cycle of prayer. Are you with me? Our desire is that we want to leave no one when we go into the rapture. We want everyone to be on that rapture express. And we'll look around. Is she here? Is he here? Because we'll do a roll call. There's a scarcity of praying men and women in our days. Many Christians do not pray. They will do anything but pray. They will go to church. They will sing. They will dance. They will even preach and evangelize. But they will not pray. Praying men have become an endangered species in this evil hour. The most depressing gathering in many churches today is the prayer meeting. I say it again, brethren. Praying men are scarce in our generation. They have become an endangered species. Amen. Amen. Let's bring, and here maybe before I go, even real family men have become endangered species. (laughs) You know what we see today and people call men, it's a shame. Men have gone effeminate. Weak. Until brother what? Such a man who can't even when you fix an engine and say, come and help me. Just say, brother, stay here. I'll, I'll see you once I'm done. Because you see, it's a problem. This is a a crisis on two feet. (laughs) No sense of manhood. No direction. No purpose. No goal. That is a man. Until you say, if he can't save himself, how is he going to save the family? Brothers, a man makes a plan. A man is a survivor. A man doesn't give up. While the family is fast asleep, his eyes are wide open, thinking about the next move for the family. And when he battles, he comes to other men and says, Brethren, I've got this situation. Can we get together and pray with me over this situation that God can provide a breakthrough? That's a man. That's a paid degree. 
Amen. Are you with me? Ah, but this new, new breed. They dress well. They smell well. They talk well. But they think badly. I was with a brother somewhere in a restaurant. And I was... I was. Uh, I had a very good shirt that I had on, and he was in his overalls. And once we were done eating, the waitress comes with the bill. She puts the bill in front of me. I says, "This, the tin shirt doesn't mean I have money. You see, this guy that is dirty is the one that has got money." doesn't mean if the overall is day to day. It's a reflection the man has been to work. Yeah. Uh, as with the thing, don't, hey. We'll talk English to you. Well, there is nothing. Sisters, you need to wake up. A real man. <laughs> Doesn't waste time in the mirror. Ah, this one's the way they look very nice until he looks like a doll. Ah, <laughs> oh, you just see what say, we're gonna fight for the mirror here. A real man stands into the mirror and looks into the mirror that I have combed well, off he goes. But the one that is there turning around, turning, oh, you will be hungry. I'm speaking about a new breed. Men that don't mind to be dirty as long as they provide for their family. They've got no sense of pride. Hallelujah. They've got no sense of pride. As long as it's making, it's, it is making a living for my family, I do it. I don't care who are laughing at me. I don't care who are laughing at me. I'm making a living for my family. Are you still with me? And when you are married to such a man, and you've got other women that come and laugh and say, we saw you a man, he was dead. You say, you don't know. That debt that was on him is what provides food for this family. Come on, God, give us, give us those real sisters. Not a sister when you see somebody's got a red carpet. Hey, naming a phone. Nonsense. A sister that can tell you that we go at our own pace. We are in our own lane. With our own speed. I support you, my husband. I will not tell you a lot of things. What we have is enough. Little is much when God is in it. Oh God, give us such sisters. A woman, until when you have bought her something, say, oh, are you sure? Are you re-? Until you have got to convince her, I'm sure I made a provision for it. 
You can't sleep anymore. Every morning. When am I getting it? When you come back, when am I getting it? Oh, you find that even when the brother we went to drop him off at his house, he said, oh, don't drop me off there. Drop me at brother motherfuckers. There I'll go when I go to sleep. And in the morning, while she's asleep, I'm gone. May God give us women. When you come back with empty hands, and she says, I know God hasn't done anything to them, but tomorrow, honey, is going to be better. You know, I was listening to this well-known T.D. Jakes some other time speaking. I don't think you'll stumble. He was speaking about how his church was big. It was him speaking about his life story. And said many people came into his life towards the end of the movie. They didn't come when the movie was starting. He says when it was starting, the church was few. And he says when he needed a loan to build a church, he had to count believers and he had to count pregnant women twice just to make up for the number to submit to the bank for the bank loan. He says, with the car that they used to, the car that they used to drive, he says, while you are driving it, you can see the tar road while you are in the car, there by the gear. He says, a lot of times it was on reserve. When you go in line, uh, decline, you had to put the gear on neutral to save the petrol. Are you with me? He says there was a time when he came home and lights were off. And he wondered why the lights are off. He pulled in, went into the house. When he got into the house, sat down, and the wife said, Honey, today I switch off all the lights. We are going to have a candlelight dinner. The lights will disturb us. This is our our night. This is the most romantic night. He said he only realized in the morning that they had switched off the lights. <laughs> Do you see wisdom? Yes, sir. He knew the man is tired. He was trying to do and make a living. Nothing worked. So I'm not going to tell him that they cut off power. No. I'm going to stage it and say, honey, it's our night. Let's have a romantic dinner. It's only in the morning, say, honey, it was not a romantic dinner. <laughs> You've got to wake up, let's go and make a plan. <laughs> but the wisdom, yes. not applying unnecessary pressure yes. on the poor husband until he disintegrates. No, sir. Yes. Oh, God, give us such women yes. and give our son such women. Yes. Do you agree with me that they're becoming endangered species? Brother, bring, bring Philippians. I'm going to release the church. Philippians 3 from verse 4 until 11. Let's read it together, brethren. This is the last scripture. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, 
And if any other man thinketh that he has a way of, he might trust in the flesh. I more. Meaning he can trust in his flesh more than anybody else. Now he speaks about his uh, pedigree, the natural pedigree. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. You look for him, he's circumcised. Is he an Israelite? Stock of Israel. He comes from a very special tribe, Benjamin. He is a Hebrew of Hebrews. You look at the law, he was the Pharisee of Pharisees. <laughs> Six. Concerning zeal. Persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the law. Blameless. But what things were gained to me? Those I counted lost for Christ. He says, I've let go of this natural pedigree because it did not mean much. I now counted everything I lost for Christ. That, that's why you, you can't praise your family. You can't praise your surname. Your surname. You can't praise your background. You've got to renounce it and come into Christ. Verse 8. Ye are doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Savior. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And do count them but a dung. You know what is a dung? Animals droppings. He calls all that a dung. When it comes to Christ, you've got to regard everything as a dung. And count being in Christ as the most supreme thing. That I may win Christ. And be found in him. Not having my own righteousness. Your righteousness stings before the nostrils of God. It counts nothing. If your, nost- if your righteousness counted something, he would have not died. Which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Being made comfortable unto his death. death. 
if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. He's telling you of the benefit of renouncing the natural pedigree and embracing the spiritual pedigree. He says it counts as an honor. And everything else is just a dung. May God give us pedigree churches. You know, there is a, a gentleman that told me I'm coming to us closing. Have you seen when the attorneys, when they are in the courtroom, they wear a black gown with some white shirt? If you pitch up in the courtroom and you're not dressed like that, most of the time, the judge will send you home. There's an attire that is demanded by the judges when you appear before them. White shirt, black gown, non-negotiable. Now, another one attended a courtroom wearing a shirt, but he was just a member of the audience. They sent him out that you cannot come into the courtroom with a shirt. I say, if the judges can have such a respect for the courtroom and make certain things to be non-negotiable, how much more about the church of the living God? Are you still? Don't be apologetic in not accepting the certain things in your midst because why? You want to be a pedigree church. You want to be pedigree families. We want pedigree marriages. Marriage that can be traced back to the original marriage. That's what we need. And may God help us that such do not become endangered species. God bless you, Rishi. As we stand to our feet. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. That's all I want to be, to be like Jesus. Let's worship him. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. All I want to be like him all through life's journey. From earth to glory. I only ask you to be like How many ask to be like him? That's our desire. Let's sing it.
How many desire to be like him? That's my desire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Let's sing it, church. To be like Jesus.
Just a chorus on list everybody and brother Shetty will just come and wrap up in prayer for us. Him with our hands raised, with our hands, let us surrender. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do not pass me by. All over the building, every heart crying to God. Yeah. 
Your health has been depleted. But the same God that was the same God of the prophet was the same God that has spoken this morning. This message this morning is enough to put you in the rapture. This message is enough to make you a candidate of eternal life. God is here, my children. Let's look up to him this morning with a humble heart. Let's give it all to Him this morning. Heavenly Father, gracious God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we are blessed beyond measure, Father. Lord, like your servant has spoken, Father, the greatest gift, O oh God, that we could give as an inheritance, Father, to our families, to our children, to the next generation, Lord, that's coming behind us, Lord. Is a gift of the Holy Ghost. Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is a gift of a consecrated life in Jesus Christ. And Father, we realize this morning that there's not one of us that can live this message, Father. But it's only the Lord Jesus Christ Himself that will live it through us, Father. We're so thankful, Father, that through the days when we look by, Father. We see that you have lived it through us, dear Thank God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As human beings, surely, dear God, we don't walk as robotic, programmed, conformed type of people, Father. We walk as sinners saved by grace, 
making mistakes every day, falling, Father. But Lord, through it all, Father, we could look back and see, Father, all by the grace of God that we can humbly say that we are time-tested memorials, Father. That you have brought us thus far, dear God, that you will take us, Lord, further on, Father. Thank Lord, you. this morning, as your children raise up their hands to you, Father. Yes, Father. And as the Holy Spirit is so evident, Father, in our midst, dear God, speaking to the inner part of our souls, dear God, convicting us to a place, Father, that, oh God, that we don't want to go out this place, Father. Mm. We don't want to go as the same as we came in, Father. Lord, we want to go a notch higher, Father. Mm. Sons of God, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, sanctified, Father, you, filled with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Imperative that we have that, dear God. Father, knowing, Lord, no matter how many years we could spend in this message, but without that new birth, Father, without that baptism of the Holy Thank Ghost, you. Father, your prophet has declared, dear God, that we are worse than an animal, mm. Father. My Very God, clear. help us, Father. Oh God, we could conform ourselves. We could make an image, Father. We, our spirit is so good in pretending, Father. It could get into any atmosphere and act holy, Father. But Lord Jesus, your prophet had said, if we are born again, if we have had the Holy Ghost, we will know it, Father. So those that are doubting, Father, Help them this morning, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help them to come to the altar of God, Father. Help them to come to the throne of mercy, Father, while the doors are not closed, Father. Bear with them, dear Lord. Show them mercy, Father. Thank you, Father. Your servant stands in the gap as Moses stood in the gap, Father. Many spoke against him, Father. His own sister, dear Lord. But he stood in the gap, Father. And Lord, as the Holy Ghost would come in the trueness of the unadulterated word of God producing a message in this hour, Lord, they would have the same temperament, dear Lord Jesus. We're so tired of cultish ways. We're so tired of being inbred, uh, dear God, with religion, Father, mm. and no life behind it, dear God. Mm. Like Thank your you. prophet had said, Father, we can have all the doctrines and all the religion, Father, but if we miss the life, we won't go up exactly. in that rapture, Father. Exactly. Lord, it's not playing church time, Father. I see you being so serious, dear Lord. I see you taking people off this earth, Father. Mm. People are looking and they have defied the message, Father. And Lord, they're saying, where's the death? Where's the dead, Father? But they're so far gone, spiritually dead, dear God, that they might even not come back, Father. Mm. Blind, naked, miserable, and don't even know it, dear Lord. Lord, we have an opportunity, and I'm just so thankful, dear God, for the grace that you supplied this morning, that we, Lord, have years to year. Father, we have eyes to see. The ISF has come. We have a conviction in our hearts, Father. You're speaking. You're pulling us, dear Lord Jesus. You never want us to go and live that hypocritical exactly. life again, Father. You never want us to go and live a life for pretense, Father. Mm. But you want a life, God, that will be emanating and pulsing with the Holy Ghost, Father. Mm. That when they see us there, Lord, 
They see you, dear Lord Jesus. Help us to have that testimony, dear God. We repent if we have failed you, dear God. We come and say sorry, dear Lord, if we have walked any other way, dear Lord. We as sheep, Father, cannot be led any other way, dear Lord, except your way, Father. Mm. We may have been led by traditions, may have been led by false doctrines, Father, may have been led by different things, Lord. No wonder your mercy is out this morning, Father, saying unto me, come unto me, he that is heavy laden, Mm. and I will give you strength, strength of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Father. What is it in this world to have a strength of the economy going good, education, money, Lord, knowing that it will all fail one day soon, dear God. Mm. But the strength of the Holy Ghost, dear Lord God, to give us the wisdom and the grace, Father, and the purpose, Lord, Mm. to live in this day, Lord. Help us to find that, dear God. Help us to have the burning desire and the passion and the fervency, dear God, to fulfill your word in this hour, dear Mm. God. To be lighthouse testimonies, dear God. Thank you, Father. Maybe not even saying a word, Lord, but our life will have such an impact, dear God, that it will even bring the foolish virgin in, dear God. Father, we pray. We love you this morning. We thank you for all that you have done, Father. We could count our blessings, Father, Mm. through the weeks that have gone by, the miraculous things that you have done and performed, Father. Oh, dear God, you have done more, like your prophet had said. The Lord Jesus has done more in our ministry than what he has done when he was 2,000 years ago on the Sea of Galilee and walking those 33 years, Father. The miraculous things. And many are waiting, Father. Lord, but yet, Father... If the testimonies could go out this morning, dear God, the service will never end, Father. Miraculous, great blessings, Father. Mm. The tender hand of Jehovah stretched forth, Father. And how could we refuse this message, Father? How could we refuse, Father, the pricking of the Holy Ghost this morning, Father, and walk out the same as we came in, Father? Please, undertake for your children, Father. They need you, dear Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. We realize when we, ha- when we have that Holy Ghost, then there's no problem, Father. Lord, you'll take care of everything, Father. Mm-hmm. Because we'll trust you and hand it over to you, Father. As humans, we will pray and dedicate and call upon your name, yes, Father. Father. But the fact of the matter, Lord, all is well when we heard and received the message. Shalom, Father. Amen. Lord, bless your children. Bless Thank your servant, you, dear God. Bless the furtherance of this week, dear God, and everything that we would do and say, anoint our lips and our mouths, that will be beneficial, Lord, and edification to the body of Christ locally, internationally, Father, around the country, wherever it is, dear Lord Jesus, we have just a few days more to go, Father. Help us, Lord. We love you. We appreciate you. Father, we just commit this meeting to you, Father. Commit our life to you, the Father, this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Lord. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week. Uh, may God just go before you and all our obstacles be removed. Amen. Just give us a dismissal song till we see you. Amen.
Ele pega.